there are offering plates around the, the sanctuary, uh, so you can place your offerings there. And um, those of you who would like to make contributions that are listening, uh, make the check out to Winber Assembly and mail it to Box 361, Winber, PA 15963, Box 361. All right, so we thank you for that. And today our message is, you know, I've, I've, I've spoken about the I am that I am many times. And it's always been kind of an intriguing thought to me even since ever since I was a, ever since I was a kid you know when first watched uh, Charlton Heston standing before the burning bush I am that I am you know thing and so it's always been this uh, kind of a, a question yet not understanding and finally after all these years I found the answer <laughs> and um, the, the Hebrew, and one translation has it, I am that, I am that, okay? You, you know, we think about it, and we're going to kind of put that all together. I am that, I am that. And we say, okay, well, uh, what does that mean? Well, we're going to find out, all right? So this expression here of the I am that I am that, as we think about it, 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 you know, we've spoken of how that I am in Jesus, and the message today is about the seven I am's of uh, the book of John. But the, the, ter the term I am, as relating to God's appearance, happens over 300 times in the Bible. <laughs> 300 times that I am, and, and so many, sometimes it's not the exact I am, but it, it, referring to God in that text, is, occurs over 300 times. So uh, one of the times, and I, I looked it up, and it's not there. With I didn't give it to you, Terry, so I'm sorry. It's Genesis 15, 1. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, and thy exceeding great reward. <clears throat> so if we take that phrase, I am that, and we read it, Fear not, Abraham, Abram, I am that shield, I am that exceeding great reward. So when we start putting together those, those, the, the word, I am that, then we start putting together the promise, or when Jesus says to us, and we're going to go through these, I am the bread of life, I am that bread of life. Whenever we think of the promises of God, it's, I will, I'm, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I am that presence that never leaves. <laughs> so whenever we are looking at our life, we can start looking at how that, how that God is with us. Now, there's another, um, in the Gospels, it talks about this call, uh, uh, it talks about how that God speaks of himself as always being in the present. The, and, and they call it, the is. This is the moment that I live in. Now, I, I just throw this in, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to confuse you with I am that and, and is. <laughs> but we think about it in, in, in the context that whenever we struggle with emotions of shame, of guilt, anxiety, we few realize that these emotions involve living either in the past or in the future that we struggle with the past or we struggle with the future, we struggle with many things that seemingly oppress us, 
But as we said in the book of Esther, you know, um, the, 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 the text that really stands out in the book of Esther is, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom of God for such a time as this? <laughs> okay. Now, Esther, her parents died. She has, she's living with Mordecai, her uncle, and she's very beautiful, and she's got a character presence that she wins the contest and becomes queen of the Persian Empire. And then there's this um, Haman who wants to kill all the Jews, but he doesn't know Esther is a Jew. And the challenge comes from Mordecai to Esther. Who knows whether you have come to the kingdom of God for such a time as this? Who knows whether you have come to the kingdom of God for this, this is, this moment? So all of the things that have happened, the what's, that have happened, the what's that have happened in our past bring us to this moment that is. Hmm. So God has forgiven, God lets go of our sins and our failures and all those things, but yet we are brought to this is, this moment, this is what is. So in this moment of is, <laughs> I am that promise that comes into the moment. I am that savior that comes and forgives you. The is, the present. Now, and then I'll stop with the is. But is he really going to stop? No, no, not that. <laughs> uh, God, to God there is no future, there is no past. There's always the moment. He lives in the eternal now. So God knows the future, God knows the past, and it always is in front of him. And he is in each moment in eternity past, each mo in moment in eternity future. Now that's beyond our comprehension, so we're not going to try and figure that out. But it is, the, it is the, etern the eternal is. So he is the one who promises that I, I will work all things out together for good to those who love him and are called by him. So in the moments that become our future, God is there. <laughs> I am that presence now and in the future. So, so after we look at these things, we realize that um, God is with us. God is the, in the, in the Hebrew text, the, the personal name of God would possibly be, and I'm not going to try and pronounce the Hebrew text, but it literally comes down to I am that I am that. So in the, in the King James, it has I am that I am. And we kind of stick that as a conjunction between the two I am's. That's what I always did. But in, re, in reality, it is I am that, I am that. And so it takes us into the Gospel of John. And we look at these seven things that Jesus speaks of. And he talks about who he is, I am. The first one we look at is John chapter 6, verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Okay. I am the bread of life. He who comes... <coughs> Does anybody have a throat lozenger? <laughs> so I am that I am. Okay, I look at this. And he says... 
shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. So when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, he is saying, I am that bread. Sure, yeah, that's good. Uh, he says, I am that bread, the bread of life. So whenever we uh, look at this bread that Jesus declares, it, it's, it, comes at an interesting, it comes at an interesting time. So Jesus has been, has been seeking some quiet time away from the people in the wilderness. He has just fed 5,000 men plus women and children. And he did so with just five loaves and two fishes, okay? And he blessed it and broke it and gave it out, and everyone ate. And um, following this miracle the people somehow wanted a sign. Okay, wait a minute. You've got five loaves, two fish, you feed 5,000 people plus women and children, and the people say, can we have a sign? <laughs> you know, can you do something more for us so that we will know that you are really the Messiah? And Jesus answered them. He says, even though your ancestors had manna, they were thinking of the manna, because they didn't want to have to go fishing anymore. They didn't want to have to grow things and, you know, try and provide for them. They wanted manna from heaven that Jesus could just give them so they could just go out and pick it up and not have to do anything anymore. Well, Jesus put them in a position of understanding. Your ancestors ate manna, but they all died. It was a physical nourishment for the physical body. And Jesus said that he offered them the kind of bread that those who would eat of that bread would never die. And Jesus declared that he is the bread of life and that he offers each of us everlasting life. So what does Jesus mean when he says that I am the bread of life? He's saying that we are not satisfied spiritually unless we know Jesus. Um, we are spiritually satisfied when Jesus becomes part of our lives, the spiritual part of our life is that I am that bread of life, broken and given to you. <laughs> Whenever Jesus, and it goes on in this verse, that he who believes in me will never thirst, that when there, it reminds me of Jesus at the well with the woman of Samaria. And he's there talking with her, and he says to her, uh, she came to drink, get to um, draw water, and Jesus asked her for a drink. And he goes on to explain to her that he who drinks of the water that I give will never thirst again. I am that flowing water to the thirsty soul. And oh, the Pharisees, they asked Jesus, you know, who are you? Who do you think you are? And Jesus said, your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. And the Pharisee said, you're not even 50 years old. How did you know our father Abraham? I am that life that is eternal. I mean, he was drawing attention to these things that people just couldn't grasp. The second one is light of the world. This is John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to them again and saying, I am the light of the world. 
He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I am that light of the world. I am, the, I am that light that shines in darkness. So whenever we are thinking about our life, our, our things that kind of get to us, put the phrases in there, and th- when you're meditating and thinking about God, we remember our sins, okay? Or we remember guilt, we remember something that went wrong. And remember the promise, I am that Savior who forgives sins. My sins. Remember, I am that Jesus who is the Prince of Peace. <laughs> and you, you see, and, and whenever he was talking to Abraham there in, um, in the, the first verse, we talked about that <clears throat> I am these things. Um, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield. So if we can, and I don't want to confuse things, but if we would think of ourselves, Jesus is the shield. I am the shield of your life. Okay? And what does the shield, you know, in, the, in, in Paul, when he's writing about um, the Christian walk, he has a shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, and all these things, and the girdle of truth, and his feet shod with the gospel of peace, that we can say that to our life, I, when Jesus says, I am that shield of faith for you. I am that, a shield of faith. You have faith because I am that to you. <laughs> Does that make sense? So as we start putting this together, we start seeing how that we're not alone and our failures really aren't failures because it took all of that to bring us to this, to this is. This is the moment I live in. This is the moment that I need God's presence. I need God's forgiveness. I need God's power. I need God's peace. I need God's help. I need, you know, so we start seeing that God has already said, I am that is the need in our life. I am that already for you. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, <clears throat> Jesus, he spoke these words to the group of witnesses that had in, in that had witnessed a, a very incredible scene. He was, teeping, he was teaching in the temple, and this woman caught in the very act of adultery. There was no man involved, but she was caught in the very act. <laughs> so, just a little humor there. The, they weren't looking to, uh, to um, rectify the situation. They were trying to trick Jesus into being the accuser. Well, anyhow... They, they uh, wanted to stone her, and Jesus, by asking if he, you know, he that is without sin, cast the first stone. And then he bent down and he wrote, he wrote on the, in the sand and whatever. And whenever he, he looked up, 
there were no ones left. They'd all kind of walked away. Turning to the lady, he says to her that you are forgiven. Go out and sin no more. Go out and do not walk in darkness any longer. <laughs> because he tells her, I am, I am the light of the world. So those who are listening and those who had, st- who had stuck around <clears throat> to see what Jesus was going to say, he, he tells them, I'm the light of the world. And what he was doing was shining a whole different concept upon what the law's intent was. The law was not there just to stone people. The law was there to warn people, but grace was there to forgive. And this is the light that would shine upon the lives of individuals. And that people, people like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they liked to stay in the dark because they didn't want to see the truth of who Jesus was. Um, In the Sunday school lesson, it talked about that God dwelt in the dark places. And that always, you know, you know, I don't always have answers, <laughs> okay, but sometimes you come up with one. You know, that's why teaching Sunday schools, I think, so it helps. Whenever you look at the tabernacle that Moses built, and um, even Solomon, as you go back into the Holy of Holies, into the, the tabernacle that M- Moses had erected, it, it has a veil that's eight, ten inches thick. And it's surrounded with all of these coverings and it dwells in darkness. <laughs> and Jesus is saying, God is not one who lives in the dark. He is the light of the world. And he has come to be the light to our path. I am that light to your path. I am that God who doesn't live in the dark. I am that light of life. And he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me does not walk in darkness. So whenever we're looking at our life, we're not kind of stumbling through life. There is a path for us. There's a place for us. There is the moment that we are in. And you know what? This is the moment we are in, and it, and it is made for us, for your life, for my life. It's made. This is, this is all these things. Who knows whether you've come to the kingdom of God for such a time as is. <laughs> Who knows whether you've come through all of your life to arrive at this moment in time. And the light of God's presence and the light of his word and the light of his spirit shine upon our soul and upon our lives and we start realizing he's never been away from me. He's never left me. He's never put me aside. I am that light. I am that presence. I am that savior. I am that God who loves you. I am the one, I am that one who died for your sins that you and I could be one together. (laughs) All of that has come for this moment, which is. And tomorrow will be another moment that is. And 30 seconds from now will be another moment that is. And in each moment that is, 
I am that God who is in that moment. <laughs> I am that you are never alone. Wow. Amen. Turn down the volume. We don't want people to be scared. <laughs> you know, we don't want those people that are listening to be frightened by the huge amen that comes from the crowd. You know. <laughs> There are thousands of people, <laughs> whereas he's delusional. So anyhow, excuse me. <laughs> so Jesus offers us a choice between the darkness of sin and the light of life. I am that light. The next one is, is <laughs> the door. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Jesus is the good shepherd. And uh, the door represents, the idea of the door represents choices. You know, we say the door of opportunity. You know, it only knocks once in a lifetime, so you've got to be ready to go through the door of opportunity. Well... The, meta, the metaphor of the door is really trying to or will gain access to something else. Jesus, in Revelation, he talks about, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is an interesting, you know. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, wait a minute, you have knocking and hearing. So the knock gets our attention. And Jesus speaking to us is what causes us to open the door. In our lives, I am that voice that speaks through the door. I am that voice that calls you from a life of what you were to the life of what is. You know, life of what was to the life of what is. And in each moment I am with you, that my presence and my light and my life and, and what I have prepared for you and what I want to accomplish in you continues to flow into your life because this is, I am that which is. Continually speaking through the door of opportunities, through the door of life. So Jesus says, in this analogy, he's using the idea of the sheep pen. And the sheep pen is the corral that the sheep are put in for the evening. And the shepherd will, you know, close the gate and he'll be able to sleep maybe in a tent tonight rather than out under the stars or go home. And anyone who goes into the sheep pen but not through the door is a thief and a robber. They're climbing over the door, climbing over the gate. So it's a very understandable analogy for the people who are listening. So the only correct access to the sheep pen is through the door. So Jesus stands there at the door and he knocks. But Jesus is saying that I am the door. So people who want to go in and out, he says that I'm the door, but you're coming in and out and finding pasture. You're finding, you're finding what you need for life. In the 23rd Psalm, 
talks about um, green pastures, still waters, <laughs> but it also talks about through the valley of the shadow of death, through the valley of the shadow of transitions. I am the God who is. In those moments of eating in green pastures, in those moments of drinking from the still waters, in those moments of transitions between grazing pastures, going through the valley of where the shadows and where the, where the robbers and the predators live, Jesus is there. And he says, the rod and the staff, the direction and the protection of God are with us. And we find that <laughs> no man comes to the Father but by me. I am the door that leads to eternal life. I am the door that enters into heaven. I am the door that you pass through to get to heaven. And that heaven is your home and I go to prepare a place for you that where I am there you may be also. I am that life and that presence and that access to God. The devil, okay, he tempts, he steals, he steals our courage. He creates false assumptions because he doesn't stand at the door and call. He stands over the fence and he's calling over the fence to the sheep that are safe. And he's calling over the fence, trying to create doubt and trying to create problems and trying to create fear, trying to create a sense that the shepherd doesn't care for us. <laughs> Jesus, he enters into our life forwardly. He calls us to serve him. He calls us that he will break every barrier. He will break the power of canceled sin. Did you ever notice that? He breaks the power of sins that are already forgiven. Sometimes, when you see, if you drive a nail into a fence post and pull the nail out, there's a hole there. And that hole, that kind of represents that which is left over from our sin. It's forgiven, but you know what? We still have those. Jesus breaks the power that that hole, that indent, has upon the post, has upon our life, so that it doesn't get any more attention. It's already forgiven. It's already removed, and he has the power to break canceled sin. I am that Savior who breaks canceled sin. All right. Verse 5. Verse five, number five. I got three minutes to do five, six, and seven. Okay. Jesus said unto her, this is Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Well, Lazarus not, he's dead. <laughs> this is Mary and Martha, and they both want to know where Jesus was. They sent for him to come and heal their brother, and he didn't come, and he's dead. And Jesus and Mary, Mary Martha comes out to meet Jesus and said, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Well, again, going back to that, I am that resurrection, okay? I am that life. Do you know why it's important to believe in creation? 
It's important to believe in creation because God took a piece of from some dirt and he breathed into it the kiss of God. <laughs> breathed into it, man became a living soul. In the resurrection, we see that if God creates life out of dirt, how it's not difficult for him to bring life back to a dead body. And it's not difficult for him to pull together all the things that a, a body has disintegrated into over time, over thousands of years. He, you know, he hasn't, it's not hard for him to pull it all together because he spoke and brought it together. He, if he can speak life into dirt, <laughs> he can surely call back to life the body. And, <clears throat> and with, when with Lazarus, Jesus is about to be crucified in a short time. And he, rise, and, he, and he will rise from the dead. But they have, a, they have a, an anchor that my brother was dead. He called him back to life. So Jesus is dead, and he rose from the dead. Wow, he is life. And so in our life, whenever we face death and we face those difficult decisions, Jesus says, I am that life that will never die. So when we die, we transition from this life to the next. I am the resurrection. I am the one who brings death to life. Mary, Martha, do you believe this? I am that life. And then we have the sixth one is, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We can see where this is going. I am that way. Way, path, light, life. I am that truth. I am that truth to you. In this moment of what is, what is of, what is of value in my life? Truth. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy to take away the value of truth. God has come to give us truth. He is life. He is forgiveness. He is grace and he is mercy. He forgives. He restores. He builds. He, he inspires. He creates. He doesn't destroy. He is not the one who is there trying to put us in hell. He's the one that's called everyone to be saved. God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. I am that life I am that truth. I am that life. Then the last is the vine. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. I am that vine. That I am connected, I've been grafted into the vine. I belong to Jesus. I am connected to him. Nothing can ever separate me from the love of God. I am that connection. I am, I am connected to God through Jesus Christ. I am, the, I am, Jesus is saying to us, I am that life that flows into your life. You see how all that works? And so in this moment of what is, we have this abiding presence, understanding, this 
grace, this mercy that is flowing into our lives. And so every time, every time we think that we're not good enough, every time that we think that we've been overlooked or we get angry or frustrated or discouraged, lost our courage, remember, Jesus says to us, I am that strength that you need. I am that peace that passes all understanding. I am that grace, that unmerited favor that I bestow upon you, not because you deserve it, because it's who I am. And it all happens in this is, in this moment of time. And in each moment of time, God keeps speaking to us, I am that. I am that. I am. I, see, God is building layer upon layer upon layer, and the rock that He has established, that we He is establishing, is Himself. And we stand upon the rock, and the rock is a firm foundation. And whenever we have that firm foundation, it doesn't matter what the storm comes, we're safe. I am that peace in the midst of the storm. Can you hear the resounding amen? <laughs> I am that bread. <laughs> I am that bread. I am that light. I am that door. I am that good shepherd. I am resurrection and life. I am the truth, the life. I am the vine. I am that vine. So when we think about God and we think about who we are, remember, I am that I am that. <laughs> I am that I am that. See, that was, those words were just the beginning of the revelation that would come throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. <laughs> I am that manna from heaven. I am that water that comes from the rock to the people in the desert. I am that one who, who, who spreads the Red Sea apart. I am that. Whatever you need, God has that promise for our lives in this, this is moment for you. God, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you. We give you praise for who you are that, God, you give to us so many promises. You open our hearts and our minds in ways that, God, we, we stand amazed in your presence. And, Lord, we are thankful that you can touch our minds, you can touch our understanding. God, that you will be with us in each moment of our life. And we thank you that you say to us, I am that. Whatever it is that you have promised, Lord, you are that to us. Let your promise resound in our hearts that we may go forward in faith, believing that nothing is impossible, and he who has begun a good work in us will complete it, that I am that one who has started the work, and I will complete it. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs>